Hello, I'm David Sparks, and joined by my co-host, Rosemary Orchard, and this is The Automators, where we talk about how to automate your technology to do your work for you. Hi, Rosemary. Hey, how are you doing? Good. Uh, we've got a good show today. We've, we've danced around Keyboard Maestro a lot. We haven't really given it a show, so we figured today was the day. It definitely is. But uh, before we dive into the automation that can be done with your keyboard and more, we do have a few uh, a few notes that we should include. Do we not? Yes, uh, I understand there's a final chapter to Rose versus the Leaf. There is. Uh, well, I mean, it's a, it's a preliminary, preliminary final chapter, but uh, I can officially say that I no longer have a cast on my foot and I can move my ankle in all directions, uh, some of which cause a little bit of, um, not pain, but uncomfortableness. Um, but I am significantly happier than I was with a cast on my foot. Oh, yeah. So, yay! You can, you can scratch your leg now. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, more importantly, I can moisturize because my 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 feet were really dry, and that yeah. was annoying me. <laughs> well, that's great. So next year, my goal at WWDC is to keep Rose off scooters. I I think that that is a good goal, and uh, we should also mention that both of us are going to be at the Relay FM fifth anniversary show uh, this August. Yes. Um, and so if you if you want to meet us and you're in San Francisco in August, please come say hi and uh, see the fifth anniversary show as well yeah. and you can keep me off the scooters then as well that's that's okay maybe I'll, I'll, let you do that. maybe I'll rent a scooter and just follow you around in it to make sure you don't get on one is that right <laughs> hmm I'm not sure that works but yeah we can try also you have a new podcast you're launching Yes, uh, as this uh, episode releases, my new podcast, Nested Folders, will actually be out. So uh, feel free to search for that in iTunes. We'll have links in the show notes, of course. And you can you can find that on the internet. It's about productivity and uh, it probably, in many cases, how I've done things wrong so that you can do them right. And that's with a great friend of mine, Scotty Jackson. Excellent. I, I can't wait to listen to it. All right. Uh, well, today we're here to talk about Keyboard Maestro. And, uh, you know, the, the reason is we, well, there's a couple of reasons. Um, number one is Keyboard Maestro is one of the most powerful automation tools on the Mac that doesn't require any coding. And we've talked about it in some of our workflow episodes in the past about how we solve specific problems. And we stumbled into Keyboard Maestro quite often. But I just wanted to kind of give it a show. Uh, the other reason, of course, is I released the Keyboard Maestro Field Guide, and um, and I didn't get it. We didn't really have a chance to share it with the audience. Um, there is a couple discount codes if you use if you go to buy the uh, Keyboard Maestro Field Guide with the link in the show notes uh, and use the code Automators Love KM. So Automators Love KM, no spaces. That'll get you five dollars off. And I confirmed right before we recorded. Um, Keith, over the developer of Keyboard Maestro, is still giving a 20% discount on the app itself. So if you go to buy the app over at stairwaysoftware.com, um, use the code KMFG to get 20% off the uh, the app application itself. Excellent. And uh, it, it's well worth buying. If you don't already own a license by the end of this podcast, you will almost certainly want one. Um, so... Yes, use use that discount. It's very automator friendly, you know. Um, Definitely, you know, keyboard maestro in a lot of ways. Um, we were talking about before the show is like is like shortcuts, you know. Um, yeah, but it's like the original shortcuts. Yeah. So first, I I believe automator actually came along first. Yeah. Uh, and then keyboard maestro sort of came along and was like, well, I can do all of this, but better. Uh, because it really can. So where you'll run into limitations with automator frequently. 
uh, you can actually get around, I would say, 99% of those with Keyboard Maestro just because it's a lot more powerful and uh, there are ways around almost every problem, as you will hear. Yeah. And, and it's, but it is a traditional app, uh, automation app in the sense that it has triggers and actions like so many of them. Um, but the thing that makes Keyboard Maestro so powerful on the Mac is just the sheer number of triggers and actions. Um, it's crazy how many different ways you can automate your, your, your Mac. And, and I've heard since I, since I released the field guide, I've heard from all sorts of people who bought it or who are other users of it. And some of them do real simple things, um, and we're going to talk about a couple of those in the show, but some of them really go deep down the stack with the application. And, and the nice thing is no matter what you want to do, you can. The The problem with Keyboard Maestro, I always felt traditionally, was it gives you so many tools that it can kind of be overwhelming. So Yeah, it can be. But at the same time, you know, don't let that put you off because we're going to talk you through this in today's episode of a bunch of things that you can do and how all this stuff works. Um, and so, and of course, with any tool, there's no need to go all the way into the deep end if you don't want to or don't need to. Just use what you need. Exactly. Like the triggers. Uh, I mean, you can have a trigger based on a Wi-Fi signal. You know, like when you connect your your laptop to your home Wi-Fi versus your work Wi-Fi, you can have it loading applications and doing all sorts of things for you. But, you know, maybe that's something you don't want to go that deep down the stack yet. You can also just make it easier to cut and paste, you know? Yes. You know, it it depends on how far you want to go. And and my experiences with most people, especially if you're listening to the automators, is that maybe you'll go just a little bit down the stack, and then suddenly you go a little deeper down the stack, and then... As you get more comfortable with it, you go deeper before you know it, you've got this thing, you know, running your whole system for you. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, there there are practically no limits on how crazy you can go with this, which is why it is an amazing tool. Let's talk a little bit about um, some of our favorite triggers, you know, the, and the triggers are the things that start off an animation. Um, what about you, Rose? Yeah. Well, um, one of my favorite ones is actually an application. So Keyboard Maestro has a bunch of ways to automate stuff based on an application. So what you can do um, is when an application activates um, or when it deactivates or when it launches or quits or if it's running or if it's active, you can do a bunch of stuff. So for example, you could have every time you activate TweetBot, um, and that would include launching it, um, then uh, it waits five minutes and that kills TweetBot. So at any given time, you can only spend five minutes on TweetBot. And of course, we are getting um, you know the, the screen time controls coming to Mac this year, um, which will be excellent when we get them, but they aren't fine-grained enough so that you can say, I only ever want to be able to spend five minutes on Twitter at a time. Um, and so you can, you can use, you know, every time you activate it, kill it five minutes later. Yeah, actually, that's one of the ones I shared in the field guide, and that that's one I use every day. And it is nice because you can fall into those social media holes. And yeah, and I don't have it actually quit the app; it just hides the app. But that's mm-hmm. enough for me, you know. So you don't have to do anything drastic, but just once it's once it's the frontmost window, it starts a timer. And when it gets to a certain amount of time, and because you get to automate yourself, you can pick that whether it's five minutes or two minutes or fifteen, whatever, you know. Um, yeah. it just hides for you. And then that's, that's the kind of like smack in the side of the head to say, Oh wait, dummy, you just spent, you know, X number of minutes where you weren't moving the needle at all. So get back to work. And, um, yeah. and it's great. So, uh, that, that's a, that's a great trigger application based triggers. 
Some of my favorite ones are the USB triggers. It's got. Oh, yeah, those are great. Yeah, triggers that will happen as soon as you plug something in. So, like, I've got them for when I plug my scanner in. But the one I really like is the one when I plug my memory stick in from mm-hmm. my um, from my camera. Because I have a Sony camera, so the sticks all have the name Sony in it. So, whenever it detects something that has the word Sony in it, it opens the Photos application. It also opens the Finder for me. It does a couple other things. So, it just creates the environment I need to import and process photos immediately upon me just sticking the Sony stick in the back of my iMac. And it's just, I love it when the computer does the tedious work for you. And that's what this app is so good with. Yeah, yeah, it is really good. And I have to say the USB device ones as well are really useful for uh, just, for example, you might always have like a little docking thing on your desk at work. And when when you um, when you plug in your your connector at work, then you know then you know that you're not just at work on work's Wi-Fi, but you are at your desk. So then you can use that as well as a specific trigger for hey, I'm at my desk. This this hard drive's connected. Let's let's do this. Yeah. Uh, whatever this is to get you started for your day. Another one I really like, and if you listen to Focus podcast, you've already heard this one, but I, I have to share it here as well. And it's time-based triggers, you know, where you can oh, yeah. have triggers take off in time. But I was there's this thing I do at the end of the day, and I know this isn't automator's content, but I feel like if I spend like an hour at the end of the day doing a final review of email and planning the next day, I always have a better day the next day. It's kind of what I call it my shutdown. And for some reason, my brain just would never make time for it at the end of the day, even though I know I'm going to have a, it helps me. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things that's like a super productive productivity tip, but for some reason I can't get myself to do it. So I actually have a time-based trigger at 4.30 every day where apps start closing and I get a big message on the screen telling me it's time to do this thing I need to do. And as silly as it sounds, that thing really helps me because I, for some reason, if I don't have my computer bang me over the top of the head at 4.30, I just never do this shutdown and it always makes the next day less productive. Yes, definitely. And as well as a time-based trigger. So the, the time-based yeah. trigger is um, specifically for at this time on one of these days of the week. There's yeah. also a cron trigger, which yeah. some people in the audience may be familiar with. Cron is a system where uh, on the command line where you can say, on at this minute of this hour of this day of this month um uh, even of this year do this um which means that you can have something happen on the first of every month or every monday or and things like that um and i i i use that as well especially when i'm testing things um locally on my machine of course i have cron on my mac as well um but i i like to put it in keyboard maestro because it's really easy to just pop in and turn off um, one with a tick mark instead of having to open the, the Chrome file and edit it and comment it out and stuff like that. So when I'm testing scripts, I use that one an awful lot. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of cron-based triggers you can use or just time-based triggers, including the cron jobs. And kind of related, they have system wake and system sleep triggers, which I think are similar, You know, but yeah. they're based on an action, but it, it kind of, in my head, is time-related. So when you boot it up, something happens, or when you put it to sleep, something happens. But it just... Just to give you an idea, this application is so powerful because of that. But it, that you don't just have to have these exotic triggers. 
No, so there's also a menu bar application, which I love. I actually trigger, I would say, most of my Keyboard Maestro macros from the menu because I have this weird block. I used to be really good at learning keyboard shortcuts. And then for anything where I get to choose the keyboard shortcut, I forget it. Oh, really? Don't ask me why I have this strange block, but most of the time I'm absolutely going to forget it. So I love the Keyboard Maestro menu bar app because I've got my things in there and they show up and I've got all the groups and everything. So things only show up if I'm allowed to run them. And then I can just find that macro I want and click on it and run it. One of the things I cover in the field guide, but you honestly don't need the field guide for this, is carabiner elements. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great little app and it allows you to customize the caps lock key. And that Mm -hmm. used to be actually kind of difficult. You had to go into the terminal. You had to do a whole bunch of nonsense to get it to work. Now they've got it dialed in so much that you just install the app and then you check a box in the app. But so I've got my caps lock key mapped to, let me see here, shift, command, option, control. So it's all four. It's the three bottom buttons plus a shift key. And so that just opened up a whole second layer of keyboard shortcuts for me. And mm-hmm. um, and for this is really useful with Keyboard Maestro because the more shortcuts you can add, you know, the easy, the more easy shortcuts you can add, the better. So when I just hold down the caps lock key, it's no longer acts as a caps lock. Instead, it it affects a, a basically a super shortcut. I think Brett Terps would call it the hyper key or something yes. like that. Yeah, and uh, so um, so that's great. Plus, when I got this uh, this iMac, it came with the extended keyboard. And I was kind of mixed on it, to tell you the truth, Rose, because I've always been the type that's like, hey, I want my pointing device as close to my hands as possible. And putting that number pad there means I have to like go over the top of that every time I want to use the trackpad. And I, you know, I don't I don't really use a number pad as a number pad very often, maybe like once a month. And um, so uh, in the back of my mind, I always thought, well, maybe someday when I'm feeling fat with cash, I'll just buy the Apple a wireless keyboard without the number pad on it. But then as the deeper I get into keyboard mice, the more I realize, Oh no, what? Yeah. I need that number pad. Cause that's a whole additional set of shortcut keys for me, basically. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so now me and the number pad, we get along just fine. It's not going anywhere. I'm not replacing the keyboard. We're all happy. Which means you can actually say keyboard maestro is safety money. There you go. There you go. So, it has. There we go. Yeah. And uh, oh boy, it has saved me some time as well, because there are so many actions in here, actions that will even allow you to automate things which are not automatable. So uh, let's, uh, shall we dive into some of our favorite actions? Are we yeah. ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. What are some of yours? Well, uh, I'm going to go with the one, the one that lets you automate things that aren't automatable. Click at image. This yeah. has to be one of my favorite actions because there are so many things out there, which for some reason are just not automatable at all. And there was uh, this this thing I had to set up at work and essentially I had to create the same thing almost identically 60 times. Uh, and there was no way to automate this at all. Trust me, I, I looked for quite some time to see if there was any way I could automate this. I was willing to learn any programming language on the planet to do it, uh, but there was no way to do it. But Keyboard Maestro has clickered image, which meant that despite the fact that this terrible application was not automatable, Keyboard Maestro was able to click at the image. So what I did is I used a spreadsheet to generate all the inputs that I needed. Um, and then I could just copy. And then I, I did set a, a keyboard uh, trigger for this because I figured for the hour that I needed it, I could remember it. And I'd hit that and it would click at the click at the image, click at the button, and then it would click at the right things um, and put all the input in the right places. 
his application didn't even allow pasting, so Kiebelmeister typed it. But that clickered image literally saved my sanity that evening. Yeah. And I was just sitting there eating popcorn and watching a film, and I got my work done. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the, so the application looks for the, you take a screenshot of a button, yeah. and the application then scans your whole screen to find that button. For instance, if you put something in front of that button, it doesn't work. So, like, if you put a window in front of it, it can't find it. It's got to be on the screen. And then, but the application will find it, and then it it not doesn't just go to it. It centers the click on that button, so it actually lands in the right place. I just, it's like dark magic. I don't even understand that this Mac is supposed to be, how is this happening, Rose? I don't get it. It is magic. Let's just go with it's magic, and it's seriously awesome magic, and leave it at that, because I yeah. don't want to ruin any surprises. Yeah. Um there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do with it. One of these is kind of an exotic word. We're going to share some of our favorite keyboard maestro um, shortcuts or, boy, I'm confusing a lot of terms here, aren't I? We're going to save some of our keyboard maestro workflows. Um, I guess we'll call them workflows. Why not? Um, we're going to I talk think they're called macros, actually. Okay, Officially, gonna, I think they're keyboard maestro macros. We're going to share some of our favorite macros later in the show. But um, one of the ones I really like is kind of an exotic one as well. It's called the quick macro. And so oh, what, yeah. what that does is you can fire it off and then it starts recording anything you do with your keyboard and your mouse until you stop it. It's like in the old days in Microsoft Word used to have a similar record macro feature, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but it's more powerful with Keyboard Maestro, of course, and you can use it anywhere. But so you run this, and I often use it for text editing. I had someone send me some text that needed a heading applied and I had to remove a paragraph after each paragraph. And so I just, I started it and then I just using the keyboard, I, I um, you know, I removed a single space. I added a heading signal. I went down one paragraph. I hit the delete key. And then, so that was a little encapsulated quick macro. And then I needed to apply it like 70 times, you know, mm -hmm. but because I even put the, the command to drop down a paragraph. I didn't even have to move the cursor. No. Yeah. That's, and I was that's just able, awesome. I was just able then to just manually trigger that little quick macro I'd created and watch it happen on the screen. I wasn't able to watch a movie. I probably could have, if I wanted to, but it was faster for me just to kind of go through and manually press the button. But rather than press like seven keystrokes, I only had to press one and it fixed the problem for me very quickly and efficiently. And that's like an example of ways that it shows up for me every day. Yes, and that that is a really good one as well. And there, there are some some other really good ones as well. So, for example, uh, controlling your browser so you can set like the the previous front browser tab, for example, or set the your front browser URL to be a specific thing, which means that, for example, when, you, when you're doing maybe a startup macro for your morning, um, what you can do is, and one of the things that you can do is you can set the URL of your browser to be a specific URL. So if there's a website that you, you like to check in the morning when you're at work, then you, you can do that. I was thinking about the one you did, um, we covered on the show a long time ago about when you were creating calendar events and you were having right. keyboard maestro grab fields out of a numbers spreadsheet and assemble that into a fantastical quick entry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you can say like, you know, uh, grab. So for my clipboard, go through each of the lines and paste them into fantastical and just have it do that for me, which would 
yeah, that's a really useful one as well. Yeah. Um, and that that one's a little bit more complicated, but the video for that does exist, I believe. So we should yeah. make sure we link that in the show notes. Yeah. I mean, but it goes beyond that. You can control the mouse. I mean, you can literally move the mouse around the screen and press clicks. Um, yes. The, uh, you can, it's got a whole... Control s- iTunes as well. Yeah. Don't it, forget. Yeah. iTunes still exists. At, at the <laughs> at time of this while. recording. <laughs> Yes, and uh, the good news uh, for the the developers of Keyboard Maestro, of course, is that the the iTunes scripting library has been imported into both the music and the TV applications. So depending on how they program this, hopefully they will just be able to migrate everything over to music and TV with very little work. Uh, I'm hoping for that for them, because they put so much work in on everything else, I, I feel they, they deserve a break. There's a full suite of windows and interface controls, so you can like move windows, resize them, do a whole bunch of stuff with the interface. Um, one of the ones, and, th- and then there's like the catch-all, because at the end of the yeah. day, Keyboard Maestro can also execute a script. So if it doesn't do what you need it to do, you can create an Apple script or a JavaScript or you know whatever script you need and drop it in there and let it run it as part of your Keyboard Maestro um, script. So suddenly things just just like expand much to even much higher altitudes. Yes, and it allows you to also take scripting knowledge. So say, for example, you know how to do something with one document in Apple Script, but you have not yet learned how to go through a series of documents. Well, you can you can cheat. You can have Keyboard Maestro go through each of the documents and run your Apple Script on it, which means that you don't need to modify your script. It will just do it. It works. Um, which, and this is a great way, especially if you're learning how to write Apple Script or you've just learned a little bit of Bash, so you want to execute a, sales, a shell script or ZSH as it will be from uh, September, then you you can you can do that um, because it still works. Well, I'll tell you what I really want to do is hear some of Rose's favorite Keyboard Meister scripts because I we haven't prepped uh, the show to the extent that we've shared these with each other. I mean, I know the names of them, but I don't know what they are. So I'm very curious well, to hear about that. But but before we do that, we got to keep the lights on. I want to thank our sponsor for this week, uh, Creative Next, which is the new podcast for future-proofing creatives. You know, we talk about automation a lot on this episode. The Creative Next podcast just launched its second season, and it's focused on future-proofing creatives from AI automation. Uh, season two is all about communication, how humans communicate with each other, and how we communicate with machines, and how machines communicate without us. Uh, They're exploring the automation of things like storytelling, smart environments, and marketing and advertising. It'll explore all those interesting questions you might have wondered about artificial intelligence, like how far away is AI from writing the next great novel, and what happened when smart homes became smart workplaces. Creative Next is available from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you'd like to listen to your podcasts. Plus, they also have a comparison article series on Medium that's in partnership with Towards Data Science. Plus, they're a member of the civil family of independent newsrooms. Check it all out at creativenext.org slash automators. Once again, that's creativenext.org org slash automators. Our thanks to Creative Next for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So, favorites time. Do we want to trade off? I'll go first and then you share one and repeat until we run out of podcast? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, my first one, it sounds really boring. Um, it's called Paste and Match Style. 
Now, you may be thinking, Rose, there's a keyboard shortcut for paste and match style. The trick is, is I don't want to paste and match style in every application, but some applications I want to paste and match style by default. So for example, OmniFocus. Uh, my notes in OmniFocus have zero formatting. Uh, this could be considered a win or a loss by some people. Personally, I hate it whenever the font randomly changes in the middle of my note. Yes, that's, so you're doing I have, it right, just so you're clear. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I have a, 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 a macro group uh, called uh, Boring Applications. I, I literally called them this. They're not boring applications, but the idea is whenever I paste, uh, my command V is automatically replaced with command shift alt V, which is the keyboard shortcut for pasting and matching the style. Um, and this is really useful because I don't have to remember to paste a match style. It just happens, and it only happens in these applications. Of course, I can still manually do it in other applications, um, but this this gets me where I need to go 98% of the time. Yeah, it's interesting because with Keyboard Maestro, you can actually have, you can limit the number of applications where the automation runs. So um, yeah. that gives you the ability to just have the applications that, that the command V behavior changes in. Or command V. Yes. Um, I I solve that problem a little differently. I use the hyper key plus V. I've I've built like a super paste machine that allows you not only to paste plain text, but also like it'll change formatting and do all it gives you a whole menu of things you can do with what's on your clipboard. And so if I hit command V, I get the standard behavior, but if I hit caps lock V, I get like the the world opens up to me. Yeah. So that's a but I, so I solved the problem with Keyboard Maestro just a little differently. Um, one of my favorite Keyboard Maestro scripts, this is one that I do share in the course, is what I call the document machine. You know, I'm a lawyer. I write a lot of documents. And a lot of times I start out with forms. You know, that's just the way the business works. And um, it usually takes a lot of editing afterwards, but it's nice to have it get started for you. And um, I've created scripts that work in both pages and Microsoft Word where it gets you a pretty screen, you know, that collects variables, you know, you type in names and dates and all sorts of, of data, and then it cranks out documents based on that. And because some of the transactions I do are complex, sometimes it may generate one or it may generate 10 documents, but just getting that initial kind of document generation done. Uh, I have tried it so many different ways, Rose. I, I built a custom Apple scripts. I've I've done a lot of things over the years to try and make this document automation easier. And for me, Keyboard Maestro is the key. It's just the best way to do it. And it's very easy. The automation itself isn't that difficult, but once you figure it out, you just have to go through and, and generate it. And it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, and that that's the beauty of this. And I've used it for documents as well. One of the ones I mentioned I'll show some time ago um, was actually uh, the I, I needed to duplicate a document and rename it into a specific weird format every time uh, for work. Um, and uh, so I, I do something similar, though I don't have as many documents to generate as you. If I could generate my code, oh, that would be lovely. But I'm working on that. Isn't the one you shared with us before a file-based trigger where when the file gets dropped into a certain folder, then Keyboard Maestro does all that for you? Uh, no, it's not actually. It's uh, I run it manually on a file, and if it's already got the right kind of naming, then it parses out elements of the name so I can change parts of them okay. and it automatically increments stuff. Um, I'll put a link to that in the in the show notes. Um, so my next one is, uh, I stole it from Sean Blanc years ago, Oopsie Focus. Uh, so OmniFocus has a global keyboard shortcut where you can hit it and then you can add a task to your inbox. The problem is if I've accidentally quit OmniFocus or on purpose click, uh, quit OmniFocus for some reason, 
then uh, the keyboard shortcut does nothing. However, what you can do is you can, uh, again, have a, a, a macro group that says, hey, if these applications aren't running, then these macros should be working. Um, and uh, so I have an OmniFocus one. I have a drafts one. I have a couple of others for things where I would regularly use the, their quick capture. Um, and if they're not running, then the, this macro will hop in and go, hold on a moment. She's just tried to start uh, trigger uh, adding a new task in OmniFocus, but OmniFocus isn't running. What is she doing? I'll start OmniFocus for her and make her life easier and then trigger that keyboard shortcut again once the application is running. Yeah, I like that one because it's a very simple script, but it solves a, a real you know problem for people. Yes, well, I have had it where I'm sitting there before hitting my 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 command multiple times going, why isn't this working? This isn't working. It's broken. Yeah, And I'm in the middle of writing an email support when I look at OmniFocus and realize there's no dot under it in my doc, at which point I delete the email that I was about to send to their support humans and uh, <clears throat> start OmniFocus, and by which time I've forgotten my task. <laughs> So uh, th this solves many problems and also eliminates email from people who already have enough email to deal with, I'm sure. Yeah, another problem I solved with Keyboard Maestro is just setups. And um, I, you know, there's a lot of applications that let you set up window management and window control. You can also do it with AppleScript, but um, there's just so much more power with Keyboard Maestro. Like you can say, I want this specific application to be on the screen. And as I added, have added additional screens to my setup, so I'm, I'm more than just the main screen now, it's even more important to me to be able to kind of like set things up properly. And because I have two, I kind of have two jobs, you know, I, some days I'm a lawyer, some days I'm a nerd. I, I like the ability to kind of set my, my workstation up exactly for the job I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, I talked about that earlier with the, when I plug in the Sony card. So I, for all the different things I do, I have different ideal setups. I mean, if I'm, if I'm podcasting, it's different than if I'm screencasting, if I'm writing, you know, uh, contracts or clients, it's different than if I'm processing legal email. So I just one day went through and thought of, okay, when I'm doing this, what's the ideal setup for processing email? And, uh, and then I put the, you know, mail app in a certain spot and OmniFocus and the calendar always has to be present. And so I have, all, you know, these things. And, and what I do is I hit the hyper key plus S for setups. And it just gives me a list of all of those setups I've created. And each one has a corresponding uh, key on the keyboard. Like uh, mail would be M, you know? And so um, I'd hit command, I'm sorry, hyper key S and then M, and then it clears out my screen and then opens up everything I want exactly as I need it for email or exactly as everything I need it for screencasting or whatever the task of the moment is. And it took me a couple hours to kind of get those done right. And I've made some tweaks since I first made them, but man, do I love that. You know, that when I want to switch gears into something, I just press a couple keys and my computer immediately obeys and sets itself up for me to do that kind of work. I mean, I, I enjoy this. When I did it at first, I thought this may just be one of those nerdy diversions that I do occasionally. And But man, it, this one paid off for me because I, I really find it better for my head to kind of get doing the work when the computer is just suddenly completely set up for the way I need it to be. And I also like, I close apps If there's, you know, if I really want to work on screencasting, I, you know, I, I shut down messaging and stuff because I don't want that stuff interrupting me. So it also kind of helps with focus. That is a, a really good one. Yes. My next one is another uh, nice and simple one where if I type the, the semicolon followed by the word type, 
it will type my current clipboard. Because every so often you'll run into a field on the internet for some reason that they've decided this person is not allowed to paste. We know security better than this person. They are not allowed to paste their email address that, by the way, they've just inserted with text expander, so it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, um, yeah my and, bank uh, does that, yeah. Exactly. Um, and so I, I use this, um, and then it backspaces five characters, and it types whatever it is that's on my clipboard, uh, which is a really nice way around that. Of course, if you're just trying to paste something that would be five characters or less, then you're probably better off, you know, typing it instead of pasting it, but... Uh, with this method, but it, it works nicely. Yeah, my bank lets me paste into the first field, but in the confirmation field, they want a type. And that's the one I always get wrong, right? Because I'm typing it, and it's a very complicated one-password password. And so it's so frustrating for me. And and when I was making the field guide course, I finally broke down and did a similar one. I use a keyboard command instead of the, the word type as you do, but the, um, my trigger is different, but I do the exact same thing. And it sure is nice having that in your belt. Definitely. Yes. Uh, I'll share, uh, I'll share a simple one as well. I, uh, I use Basecamp, And one of the things I do with Basecamp is I like to forward emails to the secret Basecamp address for each project. So I can kind of track the email on a, like a, a project and keep a record of it. But it's always a pain in the neck to go grab the secret email and create a new con. And I create a contact entry, you know, so I can just like, if I'm working on a thing called the Smith case, I can go in the BCC field and just type Smith case. And then it'll put the base camp secret address in there. And, um, uh, but creating that is always a pain in the neck. And uh, Cardhop has this Cardhop, which is the same guys that make, um, um, Fantastical, just like Fantastical, has a quick entry mode, but for contacts. So what I all I do is I copy the secret email from Basecamp, and then I run a, a keyboard maestro script that opens Cardhop, and then it it um, prompts me for what I want to call it. You know, that's the part I couldn't automate because everyone's a little different. But I'll, this all type in Smith case. And then it'll create a new contact entry and add the secret email that's in the in the paste buffer, you know, because one of the things a uh, keyboard maestro can access is whatever you've got in your buffer. So then it just creates the contact entry and saves it. So I've I've taken a somewhat tedious process and turned it down to just command C to copy it and then a trigger to trigger the keyboard maestro script and the rest of it's done for me. That that is a, a really nice one. It's just like you know the thing about keyboard maestro. I feel like. The entry point, I mean, you can do the really fancy document machine and things like that, but it's just like, what are the little friction points you have on your Mac every day? The things that you do over and over again, like for me, it was the process of opening contacts. I mean, I, I met one of the Apple contacts people at WW this year, and I said, man, could you just simplify and make it easier to use a keyboard to run that app? You know, because it's just like, it's such a pain in the neck. There's so many clicks and you, you got to go to each field and so, and Cardhop solved that to a large extent, but I wanted it even more automated. So when you have those friction points on your Mac, that's where Keyboard Maestro can really help you. Yes. Uh, and speaking of friction points, this one uh, is a little more complicated than the previous ones that I've shared. Uh, it's called Cycle Mail Flags. Um, and I should give full credit where credit is due. I did not create this. A lovely person in the Keyboard Maestro forums called G Glick uh, created this. Uh, some time ago, and I stole it from them. Uh, so I'm sharing it with full credit. Um, and what it does, is it starts by executing some Apple script to get the flag item of the, the selected mail. 
uh, and then um, I can just hit F12. Um, so in, for me, that's actually Fn plus F12, um, and it will cycle the flag. So that means that if it's red, then it will become orange. And if it's orange, it will go yellow. And if it's yellow, it will go green. Green goes to blue. Blue goes to purple. Then gray. And then zero flag. Um, and now that the iOS and iPadOS uh, 13 betas have got colored flags in, I'm finding that I'm using colored flags more. Uh, but I am too lazy to hit menu, flag, and then set the right color every time. Um, and so I like to just cycle through and see what color takes my fancy and I feel is appropriate because I'm still defining what the different color flags mean right now. Oh, I've gone all in with colored flags on the beta. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, because I, I have at the same time kind of given up on some of the more power mail stuff I do happening on iOS. Um, because you know, like with Apple script on my Mac, and I guess at some point you and I should talk about how we automate email. We haven't done that on the show yet. Have we? Mm. I don't think so. Um, but, but I've got some cool stuff I do on the Mac with, with mail. And, uh, so, and I'm at the Mac every day, so there's no point in doing it where it takes three times as long on iOS. So I just flag it and, and I have like, for me, blue is Max Barkey, red is legal, orange is personal. So in my, I've already got the taxonomy in my head. So it's very mm -hmm. easy now just to apply a flag on iOS and then I archive the message. And then when I sit at my Mac, I just clear through the flags. And um, that's uh, that's been my mail solution on on iOS. <laughs> it makes sense, though. You know, I mean, it's just it's just because I, I use Apple Mail. I, there's some features I like in it, and now uh, I just kind of offload a few of the things. I I guess something I want to figure out. You have to help me out this this Rose. I'm I'm sure I could do it. Is maybe I need to designate a flag for forwarding to my um, my uh, my assistant. Although I guess it'd be just as easy just to forward it to my assistant. But at the same time, if you're on a plane or something, then yeah. you can have you can have it forwarded, and then you can have actually keyboard maestro just go through and select like once an hour, select all the images in your inbox and apply the rules. Yeah. And then if there's anything with that color, then it could just get forwarded to your assistant. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm off the internet so infrequently. Honestly, it's um, fair enough. And, and the the thing I do with that is usually I just forward it anyway, and then once I land and reconnect off they go. In fact, that's one of the joys I have of when I land an airplane and I, I watch, I feel like I have all these, like uh, I have this Harry Potter image of all these little um, uh, owls flying off with my, cause like I'll send 50 messages at once when I land because quite often on an airplane, I will just answer a bunch of email that just gets put in the queue until I reconnect. All right. Very quick sidebar before yeah. we get too distracted. Are you playing the new Harry Potter game for iOS? I am. I am. I'm actually enjoying it. I, you know, I like, I like the idea of the Pokemon game, but I never understood Pokemon. I don't know. It was just wasn't a thing when I was a kid. So I just never got into it. But I, I read all the Harry Potter books and I've been having fun and I, I'm, I'm still finding myself playing it every day. And the nice thing is I'm playing it in a way that it's not like a chore. I'm just kind of having fun with it when I want. And, um, but I'm making my way through the levels, man. I'm helping the Ministry of Magic. Yeah, I, I'm loving it too. It's so much fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I I still play Pokemon Go as well, uh, mostly because I have Pokemon Let's Go on my Switch and you can trade Pokemon. Anyway, uh, sidebar aside, uh, we should get back to automation. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the point today is that there's just so much you can do with this app. If you've got a particular itch, uh, try Keyboard Maestro. We, we've we got a 20% discount. I don't know how long that's going to last, so you should probably use that soon if you want. If you need help, I've got a field guide, and there's a discount code for that too. But 
regardless, um, it's a very powerful tool. It's always coming up on the Automators podcast. And mm-hmm. if you want to get serious about automating on your Mac, this is this is the one you need, honestly. I mean, as excited as we are about shortcuts and what it's bringing to iOS, we already have those tools on the Mac, and it comes in the form of Keyboard Maestro. Definitely. And I should also mention the developer of Keyboard Maestro is super responsive, and they have their own forums. So you can go over to the forums and, and post questions and see answers. Of course, you're very welcome to post these same questions and answers in our forums as well. Um, but as Keyboard Maestro has its own dedicated discourse forum, it, you're probably going to get the Keyboard Maestro style answer that you're looking for right there. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys and, and gals in the Keyboard Maestro forums that are using really high-end scripting. I mean, they, they're taking it to bigger and brighter levels. I think some of that stuff can be diverting. I feel like just using the basic tools in Keyboard Maestro, you can solve a lot of problems. But if you really want to go deep down, check out some of the scripting stuff they're doing in those forums as well. Definitely. And uh, also, sit down with Keyboard Maestro, open up a new empty macro, and just sit and scroll through the actions. Yeah. Uh, of course, you you can go through all actions. Personally, I would recommend going through it by folder. So you're looking at the application control and so on, because you'll find that there's a bunch of ideas that you, you get from just looking at the actions that you can do. Or you'll have ideas of how things you think things can be done. And if you can't fi- finish it by yourself, then ask for help in one of the great forums out there, ours or the, the Keyboard Maestro forum. And uh, I'm sure somebody's going to point you in the right direction. Yeah, I've got a cool set of, of scripts I've been working on lately that are going to go into the first update to the field guide about tagging where I automatically, so I've got it figured out now where I can automatically apply tags and um, it it can work in conjunction with Hazel to do some pretty cool stuff. So um, there's just like, there's not much you cannot do with this application. It's crazy. All right. Um, Well, we are the automators. You can find us over at relay.fm slash automators. You can also find our forums at talk.automators.fm. You can find our website at automators.fm. Rose is found over at rosemaryorchard.com and also Automation Orchard. What's going on in your world lately, Rose? Any big articles or things going down we should uh, be aware of? Well, I mean, I, I did launch nested folders uh, this week as the show goes out. So yeah. uh, check out that as well. Yeah, go download a show, listen to it, see what you think. And the... Um, and uh, I think, I guess that's it. Thank you to our sponsor uh, today. That's our friends over at Creative Next. Good luck with that podcast as well. And we will see you in two weeks.